book? Yeah, um, there is my friend Tulsi, who was in a plane crash as a child, and she was left with severe facial and body burns. But she also lost her um, siblings and her mum and dad in the plane crash. And her story is not necessarily about burns and how to come back with a you know a different appearance. It's about what happens when you lose absolutely everything? Where do you go? Because it'd be really easy to kind of give up. And she's gone on to set up her own business. She's trained as a Pilates teacher. She helps other people with illnesses. She travels around the world as an ambassador internationally, um, educating children and women. And she's just like this amazing force that it would be a tough role to take on for anybody, no matter what their situation is. But when you really hear her real story, you think, wow, that's some pure determination and guts and confidence to go abroad and meet people she's never met and then work with them and change their lives. You must have met some amazing people along the way through shared experience. So uh, other victim, who's been the most surprising person that you've had something in common with? Um, it's interesting, actually, because you know, just because someone's burnt, you're not necessarily going to, you know, get course, on with them yeah. and, and have something in common with them. And I've met people at my charity that I've really related to and almost seen parts of me in them. Then I've met other people that I think they're not they're not my kind of person. We live our lives completely different. Not that that's wrong or right, but it's just, you know, a completely different person. But surprisingly, the people that I relate to are sometimes some of the people that have followed me on Twitter. I've been on Twitter and Instagram probably seven, eight years now, and they followed me from the start. And they're, they're mums, they're people with kids, people with jobs, people just trying to hold it all together in what is a really difficult, stressful world. And I think we can all relate to that constantly spinning plates. And, you know, I talk about in the book, fake it till you make it. And kind of being to the world, this person that's got all under control and then, you know, kind of below ocean level, like paddling, paddling away like this, hoping nobody notices. It's hard to imagine talking to you now, so much confidence. You're talking, you know, so eloquently about self-help and your own experiences. But there are moments in the day when you paddling under the water as well? Uh, all day, all yeah. day, yeah. I mean, you should have seen me this morning. My day started at half five this morning. I had so much to do. I had my daughter running around like crazy. I knew I had to fit in training because I want to do a marathon. And, you know, it's it's hard being a one person to lots of different people and a different person to all those different people. Mm. And I think, you know, we talk in the book about sometimes being our own worst enemy and being our own worst critic and really kind of finding out about the people close to us. What do they think of us? What do they value in us? What do they think are our strong points and, and getting a better picture of our ourselves and our own self-worth in that way. I'm interested in the, the writing process for this. Is this something that you gathered over time or did you have to sit down and think, right, I need to write the next book, I'm going to bash out a thousand words? I can't write like that. If I sit down and think, right, here's a deadline, I've got to write so many pages, I'll like do a couple of lines and then I'll be like on yahoo.com or the Daily Mail or Twitter and I'll get really distracted. Um, my first book was written using diaries that I'd written in hospital. So that was a really different way to write it. And then my second book, I tried to write it like that, where I was like trying to do chapter outlines and, and write individually. And I found that really difficult and it, it took a long time. So after the second book, I learned the best, most authentic way to write is every time, if you say something to me today that inspires me, I'm going to walk out here with my iPhone and I'm going to write it in my notes section and just tag it book content. If I go to for a counselling session next week and my psychologist gives me some advice, I'll put that in my notes section on my iPhone. Today I'll go home and I'll write probably one page on Microsoft Word about what happened today and anything interesting. And I collate them all in a document and then I've got, you know, authentic copy that I wrote in the moment. It's emotive, it's real, and it's stuff I even forget. You know, I reread, I think, I never would have remembered that quote, I never would have remembered that scenario. And had I remembered it, would I have remembered it in the way it really happened in retrospect? So, yeah, I mean, that would be my advice for anyone that's writing. 
don't write just when you get published. Just write all the time because you just, you know, you need that material there. So do you think you've always been a writer growing up as a child, as a teenager, before you uh, took the pen and wrote your first experiences? Well, yeah, anyone that knows me knows I can't spell. Um, I'm really bad with technology, but I always used to write diaries. And my mum and dad would always find them, read them and ground me. And then I'd have to shred the diaries so I wouldn't get grounded any further or, or banned from certain friends. But yeah, I suppose... You know, looking back, I think it wasn't about having aspirations to be a writer or a journalist. It was about offloading secrets, expressing myself, dreaming out loud, the what ifs. It was about being ambitious about my own world and my own future. It was probably, you know, private. <laughs> like when I got grounded and it got found quite gutted, they didn't mm. stay private writing. And, you know, even some of the diaries I've gone on to publish initially were written for just me, you know, because writing's cathartic, you know, as much as reading and, and listening to these styles of, of audio is cathartic. For the writer, there is some kind of healing.